This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the MK1 podcast, your audio hub for everything Milton Keynes Dons. Well, a weekend where another positive result, you could say, um, against Cheltenham away, but it's a week where we focus our well, attention turns to outside of league football and to the Cup. Um, well, there's two Cup games this week coming up against um, Taunton Town of the National League South and then, of course, Morecambe in the, in the Carabao Cup fourth round game, which actually a pretty big game for both sides, really, but before we get into all of that, uh, I'll introduce everyone on the call. Ross, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm I'm all good, just the usual. Working away into the weekend, living the dream, as they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So pretty busy myself, but it's uh yeah, it's it's the usual when it will work. It's got to be done, unfortunately. But no, it's uh it's good fun. And Joe, mate, obviously, how are you? I saw you we saw each other yesterday at the sponsor's evening. How'd you find it, mate? Yeah, no, really enjoyed it. Um uh, good to peek behind the curtain of the club, and um, yeah, it's, it, I think it's um, it's good that the the sponsors even went ahead this week rather than maybe two or three weeks ago. I think it might have been a bit of a different vibe. Should yes, that have yeah, <laughs> I uh, I think I agree with that one. No, it was it was good to be there actually, and yeah, I think I think the camp seems you know really positive overall actually. It's good to chat to uh, a few of the lads and also catch up with some of the lads and some of the sponsors also, which is good to see them. So yeah. Good evening overall and thanks once again to uh, the club for inviting us, basically. But yeah, Cheltenham away, obviously a game which, you know, as mentioned, you know, there was after the chart result, um, you know, a fairly positive back on the club, obviously getting that win, getting a monkey off our backs, essentially with that Charlton win and you know, going to a stadium where they've been beating all year and all, all season, sorry, and getting that result was a pretty big one. So yeah, going to Cheltenham away, um, you know, a ground which we've had mixed results at before, but overall, you know, a fairly positive, um, record day. Now we were we were pretty hopeful with the, if the how it was going to go, and um, yeah, if it finished nil nil. Uh, I mean, we'll get into the sort of sort of fine details of it, but overall, I don't think we played too bad, to be honest with you. And um, definitely had our chances to win the game for sure. And um, Bradley Johnson having about twenty shots, it felt like, but some of them were pretty close to going in. 
Um, but yeah, overall, I thought we played okay, and it's positive points take away from home again. So four points in the row for the past two games to uh, you know, go into the cup action later on this episode and later on uh, this week, to which we can really build off. But I'll uh, I'll get the gents' thoughts on it. So obviously, Ross, it was a point gain rather than a point lost, and um, overall, a fairly positive performance, I thought. Yeah, it was just a case of the improvement, as you say, on Charlton. Um, yes, in the final third, we're not fluent just yet, but you can see, as I say, there's an improvement in in the performance. And I think it was a it was a case of the players didn't want to lose it. They also didn't want to obviously overcommit um, and obviously lose a one point. So I think a point, I probably four points from this week. You look at look at on on a whole. I think it's a good, good points tally for the week in my eyes. And um, just looking at how much we created, we had, what, eight shots on target. And then obviously we had two off target, but it's so much more better. And the recent performances at home, and it's a case of, as you say, Liam, is we've got to carry this on to home games now and we've got to try and build on what we've uh, built on this week. Yeah, most definitely. And obviously... You know, Joe Ross mentioned about the final third and fluidity and, you know, that is really the final touch, isn't it? Getting those goals and getting those touches in the box that, you know, we, we saw um, so much of last season and it was such an emphasis of previous coaching also in terms of what they wanted to do. So, you know, we're almost there, not quite there yet, but positive signs. Yeah, definitely. I think Ross said it's just about building, getting, building it up now and... Um... And the, the thing that's just pleasing me now is it's three three performances in a row that haven't been a you know that each game you can see what what's what we're working on you can see tangible improvements and I was saying after the game I'd rather of us I'd rather have lost that and just played well because I'm so happy we're you know we're now actually really putting in some good performances and we're looking a threat going forward um, yeah it, may, it didn't quite fall for us on on Saturday and I think that's a combination of things whether it just be confidence or um, maybe just as as um, Ross said maybe just not wanting to lose rather than wanting to really win but at the end of the day if you, if you don't lose then you, if, if you if, if you can't win then at least don't lose you know so it's two two away games two clean sheets um, only one goal conceded in three games and and four points out of six, so I'll take it. Yeah, most definitely. Compared to I say, compared to a few weeks ago, I think four points from this week would have would have uh, bit your arm off for it. So to get it is um is fantastic, and yeah, a good building block to go into uh, the coming weeks. Obviously, with some big league games coming up, also in Derby and Barnsley, um after the cup action uh, coming up over the next seven days or so. But you know, I mean, we spoke about um yeah the the front three and. In some senses, but I mean, Ross, how do we feel Holland, Greg, and Barry played overall? And obviously, they had, especially Barry had plenty of chance to get down that left hand side to get the ball into the box. And obviously, Greg was in the link up play a fair bit. But you know, overall, in terms of that partnership of the trio, how do you think they did overall? I think we always knew going into this game that Cheltenham were going to be quite a physical team. And obviously, they're well drilled. They sit in that low block quite well. And yeah, it's quite hard for Barry and Holland. Uh, Barry and Holland to do their own thing but we saw glimpses of it it was a case of sometimes Barry got to the box it was just um, it just needed to let, let it go and have a shot and or get get his head up and look across the box or just just having that 
basically composure in front of a goal. And I think Manning said to, said to it after the game, it's just about having that belief. And I'm starting to see a bit more belief in this side. And I think that you can see that they're working as a team a lot more now. And you talk about the front three. I thought the back, the back three was just the same. I think they're just solid. But I think we're not going to go from zero to 100 straight away. And people need to realise this. We're going to get better as a team as the season goes along. And I know it's it's a bit of a cliche to say. And at the moment, yeah, of course, I, of course I don't want to be in the relegation zone. But we're not going to be winning every single game. It's a case of if we draw away from home, I'm happy with that. And we all, we get the odd um win away from home it's the home games I worry about we need to start picking up form at home and um, maybe Saturday is the perfect time to do that yeah I say we'll speak about how we can how we feel we can kind of bring that away from into our home fixtures because it's hey it seems to have been a bit of a stumbling block this season which is a, an interesting one because in last season it was such a strong position we were at home games but yeah Ross you mentioned about how um, you know how fluid the attacking play was overall I mean I know Lewis Freestone got man of the match at the uh, the, uh, the announcement mentioned by the sponsors, but you know Luke Southwood and their guy had a fantastic game. Really, when you look at the stats, yeah, eight saves, four saves inside the box, and you know Joe, it kind of justifies that point that you know we were actually we were being a bit braver in front of the goal, getting shots off, and you know another day two of those go in and uh, never three points on the board, eh? Oh yeah, absolutely. We we really were troubling the the their goal, and that's just one thing that we haven't been able to say for a little while, really, and. Uh, and it wasn't just that. There was a couple of moments where it might not have registered as a shot, like um, uh, Louis, like Louis Barry going through, beating three men, but just not having a shot. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. he he done really well, but just didn't get a shot off. And also, you know, Harvey put in a really good ball that uh, Will Grigg was just inches away from nestling into that back into the back of the net. So it was just um, a lot more fluid, as you say. Um, we were really patient with our build-up play. You know, you didn't see anyone sort of just rushing it. And we we saw, um, uh, what, where is it? The I'm just trying to find our possession stat from from the weekend. I've got 58% down here. Um, yeah, 58%. There you go. I, I, I've got, yeah, and the passing accuracy, 84%, which we've not really seen those sorts of numbers in a while, really. We, you know, we it's sort of been a lot closer in games. Uh, we've gone long, maybe a bit more, um, which we've seen at times last season, and it did work at times. But it seemed like now we were we were being that patient team. We were working the ball around, you know, eighty four percent accurate passes. That's that's more like it, and it's no surprise that we're able to, you know, create more chances that way. Um, the defence, so if you know, if you're not going to be scoring, at least don't be conceding. And they didn't really have any chances as such. Um, they had a few shots, etc., but it was mainly just from set pieces and open play. You know, there was actually times where they were pinned back and they couldn't do anything about it. And I've not seen us do that to any team this season. And it was really, really pleasing to have that just sustained period of pressure sort of that last, in that last half an hour or so, you know, they're the home team, but we're the ones, you know, providing the impetus and okay, we didn't quite have the the spark there today, but we really did, you know, have a go as such. And uh, that that was something that was the most pleasing to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to see lads be positive and yeah, just, just really go for games because as you know, all three of us have mentioned, it hasn't really been that, that's not been the case the whole season. So you yeah, have that positivity and having that confidence to, uh, 
go on and take a team who are just pinned back in their box is uh yeah it's, it's a good sign and it's a it's a positive sign to look forward heading to um as mentioned you know leaking cup action moving forward um obviously we, we mentioned about how after the win um last episode do we feel that you know Liam Manning is gonna potentially settle on the team that he feels is going to get positive results keep the momentum going and you, know, you named an unchanged 11 for that Cheltenham game Ross I mean obviously with the cup games coming up it's um obviously it's a debate we're going to later whether we make changes or not I guess players minutes but I mean where, where do you stand on that front would you would you keep the sort of the similar team moving forward especially for the league games but also maybe for the cup I think obviously rest is a key key part of a in a winning side in my eyes Obviously, if, if if you overdo players, you're looking at obviously the, the, the more senior players, Greg, Johnson, Louis. Um, you're looking at them sort of players and thinking, yeah, maybe, maybe you're, you're thinking Ethan Robson, maybe Mo comes in and does 60. And then obviously um, at centre back, maybe one of the youngsters comes in. But I think the key part to this team is just just try and keep, get back to winning games. And I know it's easy to, for us to say, but. Obviously, a winning game breeds confidence. And I think going forward, especially in the league, we know we're not a relegation team, but we've, we are where we are now. And I think we've just got to say, look, the only way of us getting out of it is to get points. And yeah, you mentioned about changing the team up, but yeah, yes, I do expect it, uh, changes to be made this, obviously, Saturday against Taunton. Um, but I think I don't feel like there, there should be wholesale changes for sure. Yeah, I mean, Joe, are you in the same boat in terms of with Ross in terms of the changes? I mean, obviously, I, we can expect a few and we'll probably speak about a few later on. But obviously, having that momentum and keeping the players who are playing well on the pitch is quite important also, right? Yeah, I mean, like you say, I think we'll go more into the changes a little bit later on that we would potentially make. But I think the key area for me is is that if you look through the, the team on Saturday, it's, it's the partnership starting to develop, I, I feel. So you've got the front three of Barry, Grigg and Holland. Now, Holland and Lawrence, they're playing really well together on that right-hand side, linking up. You know, one will go, one will come short, that sort of thing. And then you've got Harvey and Barry, who seem to have, you know, got quite a good understanding on that left-hand side, along with linking up with Grigg. Then the middle of the pitch, you know, he hasn't changed that for quite a while. McEachran and Johnson, that's the partnership that's developing. I remember last season, we had O'Reilly and Robson. And then towards the end of the season, we have McEachran and Coventry. So it's all about the partnerships. And then that back three, he's just kept it the same. You know, I don't think we, we've said before, we don't necessarily think Tucker's done anything too wrong, but Jules is just playing so well. So, you know, you've got to keep that continuity when someone is playing well. And and that's what we've done. And all of a sudden, you know, we, we're, we're keeping those solid parts of the those really key areas of the pitch, we're just keeping it a bit more consistent. And it's, and I hate using the word, whether it's them gelling or whether it's just just understanding each other a bit more or even just the confidence. You know, someone like Louis Barry or Nathan Holland, they haven't really played that much this season. You know, we saw them at the start in flashes, but, you know, we were, we were, I know on this podcast, a couple of us were crying out for just some, you know, more skillful attacking players to play. So for them to, I think it's, you know, then maybe they are a little bit rusty and just need that few weeks. So I think it's um, almost doubling down and saying, no, no, this is who we are. This is what we want to do. And this is who I think can get us out of this situation. So I think that's been really 
the key sort of message behind what we've been doing lately. And um, you, you can see the improvement game by game. Even if uh, even if in the Wiccan game the result didn't came, come, the Manning did keep faith with that team ahead of Charlton. He didn't go chopping and changing ahead of Charlton. He kept the faith in that. But there's, I think it was maybe the same team or one or two changes from the Wickham team. So um, it might have just been Lawrence for Oyagoke or something, I think. Yeah, it was the one change. It was that that, that change, yeah. yeah. So there yeah. you go. So, so it's just those just those slight tweaks rather than, oh, right, well, let's go back to four. You know, it's rather than massive changes. It's just keeping that existing framework, which is starting to work. And yeah, as the weeks go by, it seems it's, it's getting more and more towards what we're used to seeing from last season, really. Yeah, and in many ways, we're you could say we're kick, we're kicking in to get the right time, really, because you know a lot a lot of people who watch football religiously say you know the Christmas period is is the make or break part of the season. If you can get through the Christmas period and have a good run of results, you never know where that could take you for the rest of the season. So, you know, if we can start get kicking into gear on that point, who knows where we'll be? Who knows where we'll be? And we're not we're not too far off where. Not why well, it's Haitian too hard. We're not too far off where we said we wanted to be. Um, so who knows? Who knows what happens? Thanks. Thirteen points to the playoffs. Just, just well, there you go. There you go. I don't like want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, well, yesterday at the sponsors' evening, Will Greg did say, you know, sometimes if you get four wins in a row in this league, you can jump up ten places or something. It's it really could be something like that. And look, I'm not going to put any unrealistic expectations on the team's head, but it can change. You know, I think it was Bolton when they got promoted the other year, they were 19th or something come Christmas. Um, and last season, I think we saw who, who was it that was uh, Bristol Rovers? Bristol Rovers got automatically promoted and they were bottom half come Christmas. So, um, yeah, just um, I'm not saying we're going to get promoted, I'm just saying. You know, it sometimes teams just take a little while to bed in, and then once they hit fire, they can really fly. Okay, obviously, cup action this week with with two games in different competitions uh, for the Dons to get stuck into a stadium. Okay, uh, of course, first up is the first round of the FA Cup uh, proper, anyway, um, against Taunton Town. Um, I forgive you if not they match by Taunton Town because we don't either, really. Um, they are 16th in National League South, which is obviously England's sixth division. Um, you know, I mean, in terms of players that you'd maybe recognise, Lloyd James is probably the most recognisable player. Obviously, he's once a Southampton player, played a lot for um, Lake Norwich next to uh, Forest Green most recently. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's not too many names you'd go, oh, I recognise that name. But but overall, you know, they beat Yeovil in, in the qualification round to get to the first round, so that's a pretty a pretty big scout for them considering I think the division apart. So you know, they're a team that on the day. Who knows what happen at the FA Cup at the end of the day? But I think overall, we'd like to expect to be beating a team um, in the sixth division of English football. But I mean, end of the day, as, as Ross mentioned, um, our home force not been not been very good this season. So it's it's an interesting one. But in terms of, I know we mentioned lads that we wanted um, on the whole a a team that sticks to the same eleven that we've seen in the league, maybe a few changes. In terms of some of the players that you'd want to see, maybe get some minutes before I read off some of our listeners' thoughts. Um, Ross, who are some names that you'd maybe want to see um, come into the side that you've maybe not seen too much in the league? Um, I think there's two players who I want to see 
obviously being realistic. I think Tucker. I think Tucker, this is an opportunity for him to um, make a little bit, I wouldn't say a statement because obviously they're a non-league side, but just to get a bit of confidence in his game. I know obviously he had the interview a few weeks back and he's he's saying that he obviously he struggled to, to adapt as such because he's taken a lot more touches in in the game and our style. And I'd, I'd just like to see him obviously um, start on Saturday. And then obviously um, I think Burns, Daryl Burns, I think he's another one. Obviously Holland and Barry aren't going to be maintaining the form they're, they're in. They're going to be um, having dips in form. So I think it's an opportunity for Burns. Um, but I wouldn't be changing, as, as, as I said earlier, I wouldn't be changing up the team and putting Franco and then then having uh, Mo up top and then having Dennis as well and Smith. I wouldn't be having loads of changes like that. I'd just try and keep it simple, keep things ticking over. Um, like, for example, I'd, I'd be taking Louis out and putting Tucker in. Um, I'd be probably taking Johnson out and putting Devoy in, maybe. And then um, probably Barry Barry for um, Burns. Something similar to that, but I wouldn't be going overboard. Yeah, so quite a few listeners agree with some of your questions there. Obviously, Ken mentioned about uh, Tucker, Tucker Burns and the boy, actually. He wants quite a few changes. Um, Jonathan Harry's mentioned about Burns. Uh, so did Callum. Um, so yeah, quite a few agree with you there. Um, Joe, in terms of any changes you want to make, uh, what would they be and why? Yeah, so I've gone with um, a, a one defender, a midfielder and, and two attackers that I just want to see get some minutes. Um, I think Tucker, it's really important. He's still getting involved, still ticking over. Um, so I think t- it's a great opportunity to bring Tucker in. Um, Robson, you know, w- one of our probably higher profile signings, I guess, you know, one of the ones that I think we were all quite excited about, but really failed to live up to the high, not live up to the hype as such, but um, maybe we've just not seen as as high level of performances as we were used to from last season when he was here. So, you know, if Robson can get us some minutes under his belt, just get some confidence back because he's clearly a good player under there, um, but he's just, we've not seen that this season. So I'd like to see him. Um, Kemp and Burns as well, um, you know, in an attacking sense. As as Ross said, we can't just rely on Barry and Holland all the time. Um, I think Burns has the potential to, well, we've seen what he can do with the potential. He smacked a sit from 25 yards, etc. Um, against Watford, you know, he's got the quality and he just needs some, some consistency. But how can he have the consistency when he's not really been playing much? Because I think in the times where he has appeared in the league... Uh, I know he came on the, off the bench against Cheltenham and he, he really did look, look quite lively. Um, and then Kemp as well. Kemp, at the start of the season, he um, he had a pretty good pre-season. Um, he's, he's, um, and he, he's looked lively in patches. I think Sheffield Wednesday, he had a couple of good runs and, and stuff. So I think it's an opportunity to... Because if you look at our, our squad, is really quite strong. So I think we can make some changes and still put a very competitive team out there on the pitch. And I think there's quite a few players that do deserve minutes. Maybe Oyegoke at centre-back, perhaps. And, and um, that opens the door for maybe a tonight start, get or, or maybe tonight to get 45 under his belt. Um, I call, well, Mo Iser, he let a man in know that he wanted the full 90 um, <laughs> at the sponsors' evening, but I can't see that happening. Um, but yeah, p- potentially, you know, maybe a half, a half, 45 minutes 
Bryce. Uh, um, so yeah, I understand what Ross is saying in terms of um, the continuity, but I think that we should we'll probably be going stronger for the Morecambe game um, coming up rather than the Saturday because I think Saturday's a really good chance just to get some people some minutes ahead of what's going to be a really you know tight schedule in the next sort of month of six weeks to to eight weeks leading into the fifth festive period. I think like when I spoke to people about um, his his cameo appearance this season, he's still mentioned about his energy on the pitch. So yeah, no, I think those these type of games are kind of perfect that type of thing because um, well yeah, I mean that's what we want on the pitch: energy, positivity, and attacking football. So a few of the players that maybe didn't get mentioned that I thought I'd ask you, gents. As you mentioned Oyegoke, um a centre back. That's an interesting one. I, I do personally think it will be Tucker. Um, you know, Tucker's had a pretty good. Um, Oh, we do play three centre backs, Liam. We don't just play. Yeah, one. I know, I know, yeah. but I, I, I do think it'll be. I think it'll be Was and Jules. So I think it's the one position to play for there. And I think from what I've seen with Tucker in a couple of games this season, he's he's had a pretty, a pretty steady performances overall. So I think continuing that momentum with him and again against a would respect to Taunton lower level opposition, um, is is a good a good a good sort of um, another step for him. Um, yeah, again, I'd like to see Burns also. Obviously, whenever we've seen Burns, it's been a been a pretty been a pretty good show to be fair on the whole. So, again, seeing the league on Saturday also looks positive. So, yeah, a start from here in this game could be quite good. Um, and yeah, overall, I wouldn't change much else. I mean, maybe Zavoy. I mean, obviously, he hasn't as much game time since his suspension in the league. So, obviously, there was Papa John's game also, a bit like Tucker. So, yeah, seeing him start could be a uh, could be good also. Um, some names didn't get mentioned. Connor Grant, potentially. Ross, what do you think to Connor Grant? He's a, he's a cracking player on his day. We we saw it at Morecambe if just for just for his finishes. Um, but it's a bit of a weird, weird one. I think you, you, you've got an argument for all players in his squad. I think Joe just um, mentioned it briefly in terms of we've got decent cover in most positions. And I think you could have an argument for um, all the players coming into lineup. But I think that the main thing for me is... is we, we've saw it chop and change recently. We've seen all these changes and unfortunately these players did have their chances and they didn't take them. And I think the 11, which we've saw for the past two games, they took their chances and now they're reaping the rewards. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Um, I think the same you said for Matt Dennis, no Joe in terms of his chances and I think some of the other players in the squad have maybe, Taking those a bit more, but obviously another player who we've seen flashes up this season who could potentially get minutes in this game. Yeah, it's a funny one with Matt Dennis because I think I I don't think any of us expected him to play as much as he has played. Um, it was very much as you know low up, low sort of downside. He's a low risk signing, but there's the real, real high potential there. And I think that you know obviously Will Grigg was injured. Mo's been injured and Coyote, he, he came in and, um, you know, he had his international break, so he was away for two weeks. So I think Matt Dennis, he's almost just was thrown in there and he coped with it really well. Um, and like you said, we, he, we, we had some good showings from him. Maybe not the consistency, but he's a really young player. So I think um, just managing his minutes, just making sure he's just getting enough experience and time on the pitch. To, to really showcase his talent, I think is, is important. So yeah, I'm sure he will feature and um, and rightly so because he's he's done absolutely nothing wrong. And if anything, he's, he's probably outperformed expectations so far this season. 
Yeah, and there was one final shout for um, from Sam from Dave, for Dave Martin. Uh, I, I'm sorry, Sam. I don't think we'll see Dave Martin on Saturday. To be honest, <laughs> in what position? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on the sub bench, just as a backup goalkeeper. But um, no, I, I think. Um, a lot of Jamie or Franco, unfortunately. But no, obviously, it's great to see Dave back at the club. And uh, obviously, yeah, doing wonders to Jamie and Franco at the moment. So, yeah, good on him. I'll tell you one thing, lads. Is it just me? Or when he was always, when he was playing, I, I never used to think he was that tall. And now he wears like a tracksuit, walks around. He came into the away end on Saturday and walked past us. And you just feel, he's, he's so tall when you're near him. I, I always just, just on the pitch, he just didn't look that tall to me. <laughs> Yeah, I completely get your point. It's probably because of the camera angles, right? They're quite high up, so... When you maybe see the baggy six, shirts yeah. he used to wear. Yeah, yeah, and that probably, yeah. Like the six four centre-backs, so maybe against Dave Martin, probably yeah. doesn't help him. But... Yeah, so that, that wraps up Taunton. Obviously, we've got another cup game coming up against Morecambe, which is, um, you know, actually a, pr- a, pr- a pretty big game, to be fair, which you know, whoever wins that is going to have a... We'd well, like to think a pretty decent cup tie for the next round, whether that be home or away, so... Um, as always, when we play Morecambe, we've got our resident expert, Dave uh, Salmon, onto the podcast to get a bit of thoughts on that. So I'll hand over to my conversation with Dave. So Morecambe in the Cup on Tuesday night, obviously, hopefully coming off this as after a successful FA Cup first round against Taunton. Um, and of course, whenever we get Morecambe on the podcast, we've got to have our main man, Dave Salmon, on the podcast also. So Dave, how are you doing? Liam, good evening. Thank you, as ever, for having me on. Always a pleasure to be here. Good stuff. Good stuff. And... Obviously, it isn't the first time meeting this season. Um, obviously, we played in the league up in Morecambe um, in August, so towards the start of the season. And um, obviously, it was a fairly positive result for us. My main question for you on that front is, what's changed in this Morecambe team from now now to then that um, Don should be worried about? Well, 4-0, of course, in the league game. But I think between the middle of August and, and now, like a lot of teams in and around the bottom third of the league one, I think we have grown into the season as as the weeks have gone by we found our feet different different personnel of course but uh, on that day we were we were just we were outplayed and from that I, I I'm struggling to comprehend how you ended up at one point at the bottom of the league one table I know you're still in the relegation zone and results don't always dictate how you've how you performed in any given game but uh, from our point of view we've gradually got better as the season's gone by we're starting to find our feet out the problem that we've had this season has been consistency we've shown several times that we can compete against the better teams we gave Ipswich one heck of a game they are a phenomenal team in league one by the way if they don't win the league I know Plymouth are flying at the moment but yeah yeah I think Ipswich will be absolutely well up there as well they are fantastic they beat us 2-1 two dodgy penalties and, and we had an offside goal disallowed, which which was onside. So we more oh. than competed. We've also taken four points from Barnsley and Derby County down from the championship this season. Uh, so we can do it, but it's that lack of consistency. We we put play one great game and then we follow it up with absolute dross. And that's been our downfall really in the last few weeks. Played well against... Ipswich, then we were terrible against Burton, who were bottom of the league at the time. Played really well against Barnsley and beat them, then played terribly against Cheltenham and lost. So it's finding that consistency. We've got those back-to-back good performances this week. Good point against Wickham on the road. Great draw uh, earlier this week against Derby County. Probably should have won on on another day. Uh, so that that's that, that's how it is at the moment. Still in the bottom four, but uh, we're starting, starting to come together. 
Yeah, well to club on the bottom four, by the way. Um, it's a lovely place to be. <laughs> yes, <in. indeed. laughs> I suppose, I've, yeah, I mean, obviously consistency in, in low, 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 low level team in the shop was so hard to find. And and I suppose from our conversations earlier, Dave, in the fact that, you know, it's not it's not consistency in terms of the 11s or consistent. So how do you find that level of consistency and performance when the team is basically the same every week? It's baffling, Liam, isn't it? Because like you say, you play the same 11 who then go out and, and play well against the championship, potential championship side, or just got relegated from the championship. And then the same 11 go out literally three days later and they play like the dog and duck. And it doesn't make any sense at all. And I suppose it's purely and simply down to the fact that they're League One footballers, isn't it? And there's a lot of good players in League One, a lot of good teams, but you play in League One for a reason, I suppose, don't you? And And lack of consistency on a regular basis is probably one of those one of those reasons. If, if you could crack consistency, you, you'd be an absolute world-beating team, wouldn't you, I suppose? Yeah, most definitely. And I think, um, I think that's something that Dons did last season. Unfortunately, haven't found the knack of it just yet, but hopefully that comes and turns around over the coming weeks and months. Um, I mean, in terms of key players for this game, Dave, obviously I'm assuming you're going to go pretty full strength for this one based off the magnitude of the game and how big it is for both teams. But here are some players that Dons fans should watch out for. Well, we're skintly, quite simply. So <laughs> if, we, if we want to strengthen our squad in the January transfer window, cup runs are the only way where we're going to be generating money. We've got through in the Papa John's. We're speaking now before the FA Cup. We've got Sheffield Wednesday. Ooh, so how tough that goes, who can tough tell. Um, but we could potentially get a Premier League draw if we, if we beat you in the, in, in the Carabao Cup. So that is the carrot. We've not got a massive squad anyway. So on those two reasons alone, we will be... I would say as full strength as we possibly can be. You're expecting me to say Cole Stockton now, aren't you? As, as a well, I mean, yeah, probably. Well, you'll be very well aware, I'm sure, of the transfer saga surrounding Cole. Was he going? Was he staying? He has stayed. The reality with Cole is as we speak now, he hasn't scored for the club for 19 games. Mm, he last found the back yeah. of the net on Good Friday. Good Friday in April against Charlton. And he's been in and out the side. He started most games, but he's got to the point now where he hasn't scored this season and he's now being dropped and he's on the bench and an 18-year-old forward from our academy is starting in his in, in his place. And uh, a young loanee from Huddersfield, who's really a good player, by the way, is also starting where Cole would play up front. So that's where we are with last season's star 26-goal player. Um we have got a, a few great young loanees. Um, I will mention Kieran Phillips. He's on loan from Huddersfield. I think he was, I think he was on loan at Warsaw last season. Um, he's only 20. He's only got four goals, but he looks like he's going to develop into a really, really good striker. Um, and I say he's keeping Cole out of the team. We've got a couple of great dynamic midfielders. Jensen Weir, you might be familiar with. He was on loan at uh, Cambridge last season. He's from, from Brighton. You can see the Premier League quality that he has. He's our top scorer, actually, with five goals. So uh, he's one to watch out for. Like Likes a shot from range. Don't let him shoot from 20 yards. He'll probably find the corner. <laughs> and um, another young player on loan from Celtic. And uh, he's probably been our, our best player this season. But certainly one of them for me. His name's Liam Shaw. All Liam's are good, though, of course, aren't they? Uh, but Liam Shaw from uh, from Celtic. Uh, he used to play for Sheffield Wednesday as well. And he is he's phenomenal. He's far too good for League One. And we have found an absolute diamond. You can see the grounding and the, and the, the training he's had from Celtic. And he makes our midfield 
tick. We're playing a different formation to what we used to last season. We're playing a three at the back with wing backs, similar to you guys, actually, I think, a three, four, two, one. So um, a back three, not got too much pace in the back three. And our wing backs generally are what you would call proper full backs rather than attacking wing backs. So it can be a back five with a defensive midfielder as a, as a six if you're being negative. But um, we started showing that bit of uh, dynamism uh, going forward in the final third. Young, hungry. We've not scored anywhere near enough goals this season, though. So yeah, uh, yeah. that's starting to come together. But uh, yeah, a few, a few of our young players to watch. But they are all low knees, granted. But uh, yeah, it's starting to come together. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Obviously, I know it's low knees, but and I was quite jealous when you got Kieran Phillips, actually. He's one player that I quite liked, actually. They wanted Don to sign towards the end of the window. But yeah, obviously, you know, with these low knees, you want to build that identity of football, don't you? And it's not ultimately Cole Stockton, because by the sound of things, he could be off in January anyway. So it's, you know, it's trying to build that identity and, you know, show that you are a des- destination for low players to go to. And I think Don's probably going to have to do that at some point this season also. And these next couple of months are quite important for that. So yeah, I'll, oh yeah, obviously, I know you guys aren't the massive. Budgets, but you know, if Tyson Fury comes in and buys you, who knows? You could be a well, I'm well on your way. Liam, stranger things have happened in that regard. Um, Tyson sponsors our shorts. You'll yeah, see yeah. the Gypsy King logo on our shorts on Tuesday. He sponsors, he's the main principal sponsor of our women's team, and he owns part of the Mazuma Stadium as well. When we were going through uh, a bit of uh, financial uh, turbulence a few seasons ago, um, he bought uh, literally a corner of the Mazuma, which houses our gym community block and our 3G pitches at the back of the stadium as well. So he is well integrated already in the club. He can certainly afford what would probably be, I don't know, three million, four million pound asking price for the club, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And we are debt free as well, pretty much. So whoever takes it on is buying a solvent football club and he can certainly afford it. And stranger things have happened. You never yeah, know. yeah. It would be, certainly be a... One of the biggest sort of ownership stories in a long time in terms would, of uh, football, especially uh, lower league football. Uh, so, of course, when we're um, when you see what's happened to Worcester Warriors, yeah, you yeah. can't help but be a little bit concerned as, as a fan and as a, as, as a member of the media who follows the club closely. You have to be a bit concerned, but we've got a fantastic board of directors. The owners of the club aren't directors of the club, if that if that makes sense. Yeah, the day to day. Board of directors are a bunch of phenomenal people uh, who have got the best interests of the club at heart. And I think the fact that they've let Worcester Warriors almost kind of die without much of a fight, that suggests to me that they're not going to try and pull money out of the football club to try and save their other business interests, mm. if that makes sense. So we're a little bit more reassured in that regard. But we do need to buy sooner rather than later because... Uh, as I said to you previously, we are absolutely skint. So it's cup runs like this that that hopefully are, are going to get us a few quid in the pot. Yeah, when you hear about obviously what's happening in rugby union and everything like that, you, you kind of feel very grateful for the energy you do have. And obviously, Pete mm-hmm. and we have obviously will controversy how the club, the club came to Milton Keynes in the first place. Since then, it's been well fantastic, really. Overall, it's a shame that I think uh, obviously you know he's he's businessman at heart. I think there's times where he has made mistakes and certain things he should have done what he didn't do. But overall, we're still a football club. We're still here. And that's the main thing overall. And you've got a fantastic setup, haven't you? You've got a, a brilliant stadium. Granted, it's yeah. too big for League One, of course, but that's it's, it's not just a football arena, is it? It's a multi-purpose stadium. We always love coming to to big stadiums like like like, like MK. It's uh, it is what it is. It's not to everybody's taste, is it? Stadium? No, like no. It hasn't got the culture and the history and, and and that kind of thing. But I think as a as a modern arena, it's uh, it's it's fantastic, and we we always love coming. 
Well, yeah, there's a reason it's getting nominated for you know, European Championships, World exactly. Cups, potentially, because of the stadium it is. So, yeah, exactly. exactly that. Okay, before I let you go, Dave, um, I can't let you leave that a prediction. How do you think Tuesday night is going to go? Well, we've beaten two championship clubs in Stoke and Rotherham in the first two rounds. Uh, Stoke on penalties, and then uh, we beat Rotherham in extra time. And uh, deserve to win both games, it has to be said. We're a completely different animal to when we played you in in, in early August. We were still we were still settling in, players still getting to know each other. I'm not sure we had that identity that we've been speaking about, and and we were playing a, an unfamiliar formation. And you caught us at the right time. And of course, Will Grease scores a couple of goals, bang bang, and and suddenly we're we're two. Then we're three 0 down, and that was the game. We're a different team. Um, I think it's going to be cl- far closer than the four nil. I'm with you. I think there are going to be goals to both teams. Um, although Connor Ripley, our keeper, has been absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, another great player, yeah. In the, in the last few weeks, he's been, um, he, he saved two penalties against Derby in midweek. But absolutely deserved the clean sheet, then got beaten with a deflection. What, what can you do? Uh, but he's been absolutely immense. Um, so I'm going to go for goals and I think we are going to win 2-1 in 90 minutes. Yeah, so yeah, by the sound of things, we're going to have to get the late train home because it's two, two extra times of penalties. <laughs> That's the last thing on a Tuesday night, especially last. It's one of those. Well. It's one of those, and and I, I said to you before, I, I was, I, we could really do without the three and a half, four hour drive to MK and, and back to Lancashire on a Tuesday night. But you know, it is what it is. Mm. Um, I've got a nine o'clock meeting on the Wednesday morning, so it's going to be four hours sleeping back up again. So hopefully, it's not extra time, <laughs> and we can get the job done. But uh, we always look forward to the trip down, and I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a great game. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. And um, so, hang on your tickets yet. Please go get them because, say, it's a chance to support, you know, either team getting to, you know, potentially the fifth round of the cup, which is massive for both teams, really, in terms mm, of money wise and, uh, and stature wise. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, and I think, as you said as well, Liam, with both clubs being in the relegation zone as we speak, it can be cup results that can spur you on to bigger and better things, isn't it? And, and things yeah. start to click. And and uh, to me, it's a welcome distraction. And it, it's, a, it's nice in the fact that, Regardless of how it goes, to me, it's going to be all about whether or not we can just sort of... Cup games can be a bit of a distraction, can't they? Uh, good and bad. I think they're good because they're a good opportunity to to get that team spirit going. And if we get a good result, and despite our league positions, if we beat you, it will be a bit of an upset. Let's make no bones about that. You, you, you've got to be overwhelming favourites, despite the fact we're close together in League One. So uh, we're looking for our third scalp of the competition. Yeah, yeah. So uh, hopefully you don't get it. But <laughs> no, but Dave, thank you once again for coming to the podcast. Um, before you go, let everyone know where they can uh, find your work. Um, so I am the Morecambe uh, commentator. So if you are uh, listening or watching on on on, on iFollow, I think you can only listen on to the Carabao Cup, aren't you? Uh, but uh, yeah. if you were listening or watching in the league games, if you put on the, uh, the the opposition commentary, you'll hear my voice. We also have the Shrimps Verdict podcast. Search for that, usual platforms. And it's also on our radio station's website too, beyondradio.co.uk, highlights, reaction. And then we get opposition fans and podcasts on as well, such as yourself. So uh, it's a decent listen. Please check it out. Yeah, and of course, we'll see you later on in the season for the another game at Milton Keynes, which is another four-hour trip for you. And on, <laughs> hopefully on a Saturday this time, not, not a Tuesday. We love it. We love but, it. Um, We're going to have covered 1,700 miles in two weeks. So some effort that. Way it goes, isn't it? <laughs> but no, thanks again, Dave, and I'll speak to you soon. No problem, Liam. Thanks very much. All the best. Thanks once again, Dave, for coming on to the podcast. Give us thoughts on uh, Morecambe's seen so far, and I since we last played him in the league. Um, so, Ross, I mean, 
obviously with the Morecambe game, it's uh, as as mentioned, it's, it's kind of well, it, is, it is a bigger game, I suppose, in some senses. But what are your what are your thoughts heading into that one? Um, I think we're, that there's going to be a lot more strong of a lineup. I think we'll probably see near enough closer to what we saw on Saturday in terms of how strong we go. Um, and as you say, it's an opportunity to obviously progress in the cup, and I think the players will know that. And I think. On, normally on Tuesday nights, the attendances are pretty low, but I feel like um, with the, obviously the opportunity of playing a, a Premier League team in the next round, um, I think the attendance, it, it, people will turn up. And um, it's just a case of obviously getting behind the lads and um, hoping we pro- progress. Yeah, exactly that, getting behind the lads. and uh, Well, it'll be, a, it'll be a cold Tuesday night, I'm assuming, especially this time of year. But yeah, it's, it's getting behind the boys and... Uh, as mentioned, you know, a, a big game, especially this time of season in a competition which we're usually knocked out by. So, um, yeah, I mean, Joe, I mean, obviously, as mentioned, you know, it's a game where we're probably going to see, as Ross mentioned, a similar team to one we saw against Cheltenham and uh, a chance for us to get a, hopefully, a, well, hopefully an away day from our perspective, but either way, a Premier League team, home or away, is a pretty big game for us a lot. Yeah, and, and knowing us, we're probably going to end up with like Derby or a Sheffield Wednesday in the next round. And, you know, just someone else in our league, if it should we win, should we win? Let's just make that quite clear. Um, you know, Morecambe are still can do something on their day, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I think um, Morecambe is going to go with a stronger team for a couple of reasons, really. I think, first of all, it's, um, you know, it's going to be four or five days before the Derby game at home. So he's going to be wanting to make sure that you know, he, he doesn't want the players that are going to be starting the derby game to have had two weeks off. You know, he's going to be wanting to, them to still be ticking along, still be getting used to playing with each other, still linking up, etc. So, um, yeah, I don't think he'll go too drastic for the 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 Morecambe game. I think it's the taunted one where we might see a, a bit of a rotation, a bit more rotation there. Yeah, most definitely. And I mean, obviously, I'm expecting us guys. We expect to win both games. Um, as you know, you know, we've obviously beat Morecambe already this season, and Taunton, as mentioned, are uh, you know quite a few divisions below us. But I suppose if you if you had to win one of the games, Ross, which one would you choose and why? I think it's obvious, isn't it? It's, you're going to pick the Morecambe one, aren't you? Oh, is it obvious? I don't know. Is it? I, I think it is quite obvious. I think we went out in the FA Cup against Port Vale um, a few years back, and no one battered an eyelid in. In my eyes, um, but yeah, well, was, wasn't Russ's one of, one of Russ's first games? Oh, I think it was, yeah, I th- yeah. I think it, it might have been Remembrance Sunday. Funny enough, I think it might have even been this weekend, uh, next weekend. Sorry, um, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, 100% would rather a Premier League team instead of a uh, round two against Stevenage. Yeah, true. Oh, not, again, not again. <laughs> yeah, please, not again. I'd rather go through that. That's a pretty pretty big FA Cup upsets recently, haven't we? Obviously, QPR quite a few times. Um, obviously, Healer God guys about mentioning, but yeah, FA Cup's had a pretty kind competition to us, Joe, hasn't it? But you know, as of course with the chance of Premier League team in the Carabao, I think it's uh, yeah, it, I, I'd probably side with Ross there also. I think it would definitely be more embarrassing if we lost on Saturday. Oh, of course, yeah. Compared to Tuesday, um, but the you know the FA, I love the FA Cup, I really do, but. I just think, yeah, if you had to pick one, you, you know, the the you go into round four of the Carabao, there's a bigger chance of getting a a big club, so to speak, should you win. Um, so, yeah, I think that one. But, um, yeah, you can't beat the FA Cup. So um, let's hopefully do both. 
that would be nice, please, boys. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and we could, you know, make it four unbeaten if we do, which is just, you know, just these little things that we're just ticking off, just taking it one game at a time. And all of a sudden, you, you know, you're going into Derby at home, four unbeaten, one one your last two at home. Because as Ross said, we've done naff all at home really this season. And even last season, you know, our away form was our main threat really. We, we had to think the best away form in the league, but like the fifth or sixth best home form. Um, so yeah, it, it, to get that home form really rocking and rolling, that would be uh, something that would be quite nice. Yeah, so it was one of the key differences last season, you know, take as Joe mentioned, taking that away form into the home games and, you know, making it a bit of a fortress, really. And I think we haven't really seen that this year yet, yet but I'm sure if we can get these two home games um, in the W column and, um, yeah, might might be a good start to hopefully get some pretty big results at home, of course, with, as, as mentioned, Derby being the next one and a lot of big ones after that. But yeah, um, that's the end of the episode for this week. Thank you very much for shooting in as always. Hopefully see you at both cup games this week and hopefully, yeah, see a few wins and get to support the boys. But until then, come on you dons. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.